The God of the universe is a spirit and cannot be seen through carnal, skeptical eyes. He cannot be reached scholastically. Our natural knowledge is too elementary and too finite. He cannot be engaged by muscle, beauty, or power, for these are all merely products of his own labor. God can only be reached through childlike faith in his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Would you like to know the God of creation? Would you like to begin a brand new life with your old record of sin and shame totally expunged from the record? Would you like to be instantly and miraculously translated into a son or daughter, a direct descendant of God? God said, man said, has good news for you. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for simple instructions to find immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Job 41.1, Canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? God said, Job chapter 40, verses 15 and 17, Behold now Behemoth, which I made with thee, he eateth grass as an ox. Lo now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. God said, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 9, Rejoice not thou, whole Palestinia, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken, for out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, and his fruit shall be a fiery flying serpent. God said, Jeremiah chapter 51, 34, Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. Man said, Foolishness. The dinosaur never walked with man. The dinosaur is over 200 million years old. Now the record. The word of God is the foundation of life and truth. Every jot and tittle is holy altogether. The revisionists and biblical minimalists have continually raised hollow objections each time God speaks. Nearly every verse of the King James Version majority text Holy Writ has been attacked. If that sounds like an exaggeration, consider this. Minority text revisionists have made 13,000 changes in the Scriptures alone. That's two changes for every verse of the New Testament, and that's just part of it. God said Manset was being interviewed by an Australian shock jock. We were airing commercials on the large Sydney radio station where he worked. Just about that time, we were banned from airing commercials on another large radio station in Sydney. Among other things, he wanted to know why. I told him we were deemed to be too controversial. He seemed surprised that the Bible would be controversial. I demonstrated just how controversial the Word of God is by citing the first five words of the book. You can listen to the interview by clicking on the following link. The very first five words of the Bible are a good example of Satan's incessant attack upon the truth. They read, In the beginning God created. The first three words are, In the beginning. One of the world's major religious uh, religions disagrees. Their leader, Buddha, said, No origin can be perceived. Thus the circle of life, or reincarnation doctrine, stakes out its position against the Word of God. The next two words, God created, have been aggressively attacked by the pseudo-wise with the teaching of evolution and its Big Bang theory. Controversial? Yes. 
Satan knows all things collapse when God's word is rejected. Remember, we are literally made out of words. See the following subjects concerning the marvel of words. Satan's purpose is fulfilled only when he kills, steals, and destroys. Religion and academia under Satan's direction have attacked thoroughly. For 6,000 years they've attacked. They've attacked the authenticity of the authors. They've attacked the manuscripts. They've attacked the original translator scholarship. They've attempted to debunk every supernatural account and have attributed the Word of God to be the words of mere men. During 6,000 years of trying, Satan and his minions have failed miserably. Those truly seeking truth can still find it. Some hearing or reading this commentary will literally cringe when they hear me say, 6,000-year-old earth. On one occasion when I mentioned God's position of the world being about 6,000 years old, a fellow Christian who was present laughed at such a concept. He wasn't laughing because he had proved this position through diligent search, but he simply believed the adversarial position because of constant bombardment. Years ago, I picked up a young man hitchhiking for a ride. I asked him what he thought of Jesus Christ. His reply was that he didn't believe in Jesus Christ. He believed in evolution. I asked him to tell me what evolution was. After a long, pregnant pause, he sheepishly said he didn't know what evolution was. He believed it because his teacher told him it was so. The Bible clearly teaches the earth to be approximately 6,000 years old. Conversely, evolutionists claim years into billions. Ancient secular history goes back about 5,500 years. Then the trail grows ice cold. The reason the trail grows ice cold is simple. There isn't much more history beyond it. Remember the need for witnesses in order to certify truth? Collaborated historical record is witness of the past. Two or more credible historians, for example, who have recorded a similar history will certify its validity. The Bible lays out the foundation for proof in Deuteronomy 19.15. One witness shall not rise up against the man for any iniquity or for any sin, and any sin that he sinneth. At the mouth of two witnesses, or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. Being that uh, credible recorded history, which is proof of the past, does not exceed 6,000 years, it is impossible to prove the earth is older than 6,000 years. Credible witnesses cannot be produced because there aren't any. Pseudoscience consistently uses straw man arguments when speaking of billions of years of time and is regularly discredited by sound science. There are over 107 scientific measurements that speak of a young Earth from the Earth's young magnetic field and young moon evidences to population growth rates and present rates of continental erosion. God's Word clearly chronicles the Earth's age uh, through the genealogical record. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible's genealogical record of mankind begins with this statement. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. If you read this chapter to the end, it concludes with Noah begetting his three sons. If you add the years between each father and his son, you will arrive at the time of Noah's flood. It was 1,656 years from the day Adam opened his eyes until the time God destroyed the earth by a worldwide flood. If you add the rest of the genealogical spans recorded in the Bible until Christ, 
as well as other biblical markers, you will arrive at the time that Archbishop Usher did in the year 1654 when he declared the years before Christ to be 4,004 years. Now add the years from the birth of Jesus Christ until today, and you will have an earth just over 6,000 years old. For additional young earth subjects, click on to the following God Said, Man Said articles. In their ancient records, the Miyatsu tribe of China traced their genealogy back to the beginning of time and the world's first man. They called his name Dirt. Please note that the book of Genesis says that God created man out of the dust and called his name Adam. The Hebrew meaning of the name Adam is red dirt. During the 1656 years prior to the flood of Noah, things were dramatically different. One of the major reasons for this difference is found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Firmament is heaven or space. There are three heavens. The space around us and the sky make up the first heaven. Outer space with the planets, etc., is the second heaven. The third heaven is where God dwells. See 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2-5. through 5. God separated the water into two bodies by firmament. One body was under the firmament, covering the earth. The other body of water was above the firmament, or the sky. Thus, earth had two bodies of water, separated by space or firmament. It is important to note that prior to the flood of Noah, there is no record of rain. Genesis chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. God watered the earth with a mist. The first record of rain is in the days of Noah, when God opened the windows of heaven. Note that the token of the covenant God gave to Noah, which assured Noah that he would not destroy the whole earth again by a flood, was a rainbow. A rainbow appears to be something that Noah had never seen before. The ancient civilizations of Babylon, Egypt, Greece, India, Hawaii, Indonesia, Europe, Asia, and Australia testify of a water canopy above the firmament. In the 1850s, British archaeologists found about 20,000 clay tablets in the ruins of a library excavated excuse me, in Nineveh. It's important to remember that these people were not adherents to the Bible. Among these were 12 tablets with astonishing text. The twelve ancient tablets, known as the Epic of Gilgamesh, describe the destruction of the earth by a flood extremely similar to the Bible's record in Genesis. Other ancient civilizations tell a very similar story. See the following subjects concerning Noah and the flood. The water canopy was rained down upon the earth. According to scientists, the water canopy of that magnitude would have had very powerful benefits. One benefit would have been a greenhouse effect making the whole world tropical. For example, if you had a greenhouse, you could have tropical temperatures inside and frigid temperatures outside. So then the water canopy God describes in Genesis would have provided a balmy tropical temperature as one of its benefits and would, it would have encompassed the globe. Every day would have featured a beautiful, rainless, cloudless postcard sky. 
However, immediately after God opened the windows of heaven and rained down that water canopy, the greenhouse effect ended, and the north and south, south poles excuse me, went into an immediate deep freeze. According to an AP science writer, and I quote, The frigid Arctic regions were as balmy as present-day Florida some 90 million years ago, according to researchers who found fossils in northern Canada of a crocodile-like animal. The AP scientist writer was only, or he was only half right. Balmy temperatures, yes, 90 million years ago, no. In a book titled The Waters Above by author J.C. Dillow, the following excerpts were found. Baron Toll, the Arctic explorer, found remains of a saber-toothed tiger and a 90-foot plum tree with green leaves and ripe fruit on its branches over 600 miles north of the Arctic Circle in the New Siberian Islands. Today, the only vegetation that grows there is a one-inch-high willow, end of quote. And again, Dillo reports, Dr. Jack A. Wolf, in a U.S. Geological Survey report in 1978, told that Alaska once teemed with tropical plants. He found evidence of mangroves, palm trees, Burmese lacquer trees, and groups of trees that now produce nutmeg and macassar oil, end of quote. In northern Siberia and Alaska, there are an estimated 5 million elephant-like mammoths killed by a flood and frozen in ice and permafrost. Kellogg, an expert on ancient civilizations, recounts their record, which tells of a visible water heaven that was titillating with light. These ancient civilizations claimed their water heaven was home of the gods and that it obstructed the power of the sun god. One day this water heaven was banished and cast down to the earth, after which the sun came riding through as the conqueror of heaven, the master of the wind and rain. Until the worldwide flood that took place in the days of Noah, approximately 4,350 years ago, there was a water canopy above the firmament which made the climate very balmy. Every day was a beautiful, cloudless postcard sky. Another major benefit of this global water canopy was the filtering of ultraviolet killer rays from the sun, as well as other sun-related detriments. Ultraviolet radiation is a contributing factor for at least 60 major diseases such as cancer, high blood pressure, strokes, Alzheimer's, Down syndrome, mental loss, uh, arteriosclerosis, just to name a few. A scientist recently offered his solution to the scientific community for the deadly effects astronauts experience from prolonged bombardment by UV rays. His solution? Five feet of water all around their habitation. Many of God's critics, being willingly unaware of the benefits of the water canopy, have ridiculed the tremendously long lives of those who lived before Noah's flood, before the end of the water canopy. Methuselah, the oldest Bible man who ever lived, reached the ancient age of 969 years. The average pre-Noah lifespan was 911 years, or 13 times longer than we live today. Imagine living in a perfect tropical atmosphere, perfect air, perfect water, perfect diet, without harmful effects from the sun. The obvious result would be a long, long, healthy life, 13 times longer. The famed historian Flavius Josephus, who wrote just after Christ's life here on the earth, recorded the lifespan of the ancients reaching up to 1,000 years. He refers directly to ancient historians such as Manetho, Barossus, Marcus, 
Hestaeus, Hieronymus, Hesiod, Hecatius, Hellenicus, excuse me, Acusilus, Ephorus, and Nicholas, who attest to these phenomenal lifespans. The pre-Noah water canopy is central to the explanation of what has perplexed many about the idea of a young 6,000-year-old earth and what happened to the dinosaurs. First remember that nearly all dinosaurs that have been unearthed have been buried in sandstone, which means they were destroyed by water action. This was the water action of Noah's flood when the water canopy collapsed and the fountains of the deep were broken up. The word dinosaur is a Greek word meaning terrible lizard. It was coined in 1841 by Sir Richard Owen, a famous uh, British anatomist. A dinosaur is simply a, a giant lizard. They were created in the same six days that God created all things, and they were contemporary to man. The Bible speaks about giant lizard-type creatures in numerous places. The Bible book of Job and Psalms speaks of the Leviathan, which was a giant sea-going dinosaur-like creature. Job chapter 41, I want to read you 34 verses here. Canst thou draw out Leviathan within hook, or his tongue with the cord which thou lettest down? Canst thou put an hook into his nose, or bore his jaw through with a thorn? Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Wilt thou take him for a servant forever? Wilt thou play with him as with a bird, or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons, or his head with fish spears? Lay thine hand upon him. Remember the battle. Do no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him up, who then is able to stand before him. Who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Who can discover the face of his garment? Or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his kneesings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth goeth burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils go smoke is out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. In his neck remaineth strength, and sorrow is turned into joy before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are far, firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone, yea, his heart as a piece of the nether millstone. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold, the spear, the dart, nor the harbinger. He esteemeth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laughed at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreadeth sharp-pointed things upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh the path to shine after him. One would think the deep to be hoary.
Upon earth there is not his like, who is made without fear. He beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. God speaks about the behemoth in the book of Job, chapter 40, verses 15 through 24. It's an excellent description of a dinosaur with a tail like a cedar tree. The Word of God speaks about dragons 35 times. God declares in the book of Isaiah that on the earth there were fiery flying serpents. In a book titled After the Flood, the author goes to considerable length documenting dinosaur sightings in relatively recent history. In England alone, there were 216 sites of dinosaur activity. Because of dinosaurs, many places have gained their names, such as Dragon's Green, Sharp Fight Meadow, Dragon Horde, and so on. Many of the accounts are recorded in what today would be similar to a police blotter, a daily record. In the book After the Flood, we found the following record. The giant reptile at Bures in Suffolk, for example, is known to us from a chronicle of the year 1405. Close to the town of Bures near Sudbury, there has lately appeared to the great hurt of the countryside a dragon vast in body with a crested head, teeth like a saw, and a tail extending to an enormous length. Having slaughtered the shepherd of a flock, it devoured many sheep. After an unsuccessful attempt by local archers to kill the beast due to its impenetrable hide, in order to destroy him, all the country people round were summoned. But when the dragon saw that he was again to be assailed with arrows, he fled into a marsh or mirror, and there hid himself among the long reeds and was no more to be seen. End of quote. In another excerpt, uh, the early Britons, from whom the modern Welsh are descended, provide us with our earliest surviving European accounts of reptilian monsters, one of whom killed and devoured King Morvidus in 336 B.C. We are told in the account, translated for us by Joffrey of Mammoth, that the monster gulped down the body of Morvidus as a big fish swallows a little one. Joffrey described the animal as a bilu, end of quote. Concerning Isaiah's account of fiery flying serpents, the elderly people of Penelin, England, spoke of them as late as the early 1900s. Marie Trevelyan tells us, The woods around Penelin Castle, Glam Organ, had the reputation of being frequented by winged serpents, and these were the terror of old and young alike. An aged inhabitant of Penelin, who died a few years ago, said that in his boyhood, the winged serpents were described as very beautiful. They were coiled when in repose, and looking as if they were covered in jewels of all sorts. Some of them had crests sparkling with all the colors of the rainbow. When disturbed, they glided swiftly, sparkling all over to their hiding places. When angry, they flew over people's heads with outspread wings, bright and sometimes with eyes too like the feathers in a peacock's tail. He said it was no old story invented to frighten children, but a real fact. His father and uncle had killed some of them, for they were as bad as foxes for poultry. The old man attributed the extinction of the winged serpents to the fact that they were terrors in the farmyards and culverts, end of quote. To this very day, now, there have been reported sightings of dinosaur-like creatures in Africa and South America. The natives speak of these creatures dwelling in the rainforest under its heavy green canopy, which would give them some protection from the sun's uh, UV rays. See In the Beginning, Part 1 on this website for more information concerning the footprints of man and dinosaurs found in the same strata. Yes, 
man did live contemporaneously with dinosaurs. The dinosaur is a reptile, and it does something that we can't do. It never stops growing. In a field guide to reptiles and amphibians, which is part of the Peterson Field Guide series sponsored by the National Audubon Society and National Wildlife Federation, I found the following statement. Size. Reptiles and amphibians may continue to grow as long as they live, rapidly at first, but more slowly after maturity. Hence, giant specimens may be encountered on very rare occasions, end of quote. The older it is, the bigger it gets. Note, before the water canopy was eliminated, the average lifespan was 13 times longer than it is today. Remember, the air was pure, the water clean, and diet near perfect. There were no harmful rays from the sun, and the lifespan was 13 times longer. Consider the present-day Chinese iguana that grows as large as 12 feet long. Suppose before the flood in a near-perfect environment, the iguana would have lived 13 times longer and because it never stops growing, would become 13 times bigger. The Chinese iguana would be 156 feet long and about three stories tall. Dinosaur. Terrible lizard. The dinosaur is simply a giant lizard which was created by God in the same six-day span as man. God said he created all life 6,000-plus years ago, and that there were dinosaur-like creatures on the earth. Man said, foolishness. The dinosaur never walked with man. The dinosaur is over 200 million years old. Now you have the record.